The Pukwudgie are a tribe of cunning, evil, and mysterious troll-like creatures who are said to have haunted Native American tribes for hundreds of years. They would steal people's weapons and tools and clothing. Uh, sometimes they would start fires. And then they really became not just a nuisance, but, but very dangerous. They started kidnapping and killing the Native children. They started setting fire uh, to whole villages. And they drove the Native people into the forest and then killed them. Despite their small stature, the Pukwaji are menacing creatures. According to legend, they possess the ability to shapeshift, to create spontaneous bursts of fire, and to attack their enemies with a wide variety of poisonous weapons. History has shown that the Pukwaji doesn't give up. Certainly over time, many people have had minor injuries, but there's also reports of death, either by what seems to be an accident and could easily have been Pukwaji involvement or from suicide that the Pukwajis seem to have influenced. We have a wide range. Whatever the Pukwajis in the mood for that day, that's the destruction that he lets loose. Welcome to another edition of the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. Today, really? never going to get that second place again. No. Damn it! So we're doing this again, huh? <laughs> yeah, you guys keep you guys keep coming back, and someday I'm hoping that I can maybe even beat out. Maybe like, welcome to Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Joshua. <laughs> Larry and Ryan. I think you're going to have uh, to assassinate Ryan for that to happen. It's going to yeah, it's you, gonna be like Charles Hesting. You're going to have to pull that microphone out of his dead, cold hands. Damn straight. All right, guys. We have alluded to this creature for a while now, but now today is the day that we're going to dive in. And this November month, as we celebrate the Native Americans and the Pilgrims coming together, we are going to tackle the Pukwudgie. A Native American legend. <laughs> guys, 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 gather around, gather around the feasting table. Our Native American, our Native American brothers have a story to tell us about a. Uh, well, they hear legend that this falls into the Ryan's, Ryan's cryptid, cryptid corner. corner cool echo effect. Where do you do that, Ryan? That's amazing how you're able to do that with your voice. I, you know, honestly, <laughs> practice. It's, it's it's a family secret. Josh can do it too. So wow. wait, uh, Ryan, just be yeah, careful. Ready? I can do yeah, this. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Ready? Ready? Sonic, Sonic boom. boom! That's so wow. cool. Yeah, uh, we are cool. That well, you know, too cool for school. <laughs> All right, so basically, like we do every episode, one out of ten. Did you guys get a chance to no. sit and look at this? You no? sent it to me like three minutes before we went on air. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I <laughs> you, you obligate. If you don't get a chance to see the cryptid, you automatically have to rate it a five. <laughs> okay, we go for the mean average then. <laughs> right. Okay, Josh. What about you? Did you get a chance? I looked into it a little bit, and I'm going to give this a solid two. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to say two, maybe three if, like, for some reason, 
it's like trying to attack me. I guess anything gets a three if it's trying to attack you, right? Automatically. Even if it's an it's ant. That, right. It, you're just trying but to defend yourself. They got my ants are always on Zanny and wine, so you know, the attacks right. are always Ooh. around the corner. Right, right. Of course. So, okay. When Josh, are you going to get a real job? Wah! Are, are these ants like married to Wario from <laughs> Mario Kart? That's kind of had a. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my uncle's there twisting his cartoony mustache. <laughs> what's, see, see. <laughs> what's the what's the reason? Would you say for a two, Josh? For for you? Well, I mean, based on their description of being like two to three feet tall. Long ears, like, okay, so basically all I have to do is grab an ear and, like, pull on it and maybe kick it in the shins <laughs> a couple times. bastard! Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I mean, just this, the, the, from the description of how they, I mean, they're basically like a little goblin, so, I don't know, it just does not seem terrifying to me at all. We'll have a picture up on our Instagram of this little fella, and, and again, I'm going to dig into the history in, in a bit. Go ahead. It's like a midget Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Misa, See, don't pull me ears off. What was that? Was that like a mashup of Hispanic. Luigi and yeah? I was, was going to say was that, that, that was like a mashup. Luigi? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice mashup. Okay, so I say three automatically if they're attacking me, but yeah, it's more more likely it's a two. I I would just like a gray. I would punt this thing straight down a a hallway, and it would go flipping. Like a hot dog, and it would be interesting. What's up, dude? Hot dogs flip. If you if you kick them right, haven't you ever kicked a wiener? <laughs> I guess not. You haven't lived till you've kicked a wiener. That's true. All right, kids, it's time to learn a little bit about this guy. Because to be honest with you, I didn't know what a puck wudgie was at first. I mean, I heard about I heard about it again on a podcast. They were talking about weird cryptids, and I was like, hmm. "It's so weird to me that you listen to podcasts other than the ones we do." Well, honestly, I listen to podcasts like all day for the most part, but I also listen to documentaries through YouTube. Um, but that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> let's let's learn about let's learn about. I'm swiping wedgies. to the right. After hearing that, definitely so, swiping to the right. <laughs> That's just the when, when, when you think of uh, Puckwudgies, I mean, what's your favorite? Is it Rancid, the Ramones, the Misfits? You, you mean a punk wudgie? Wedgie? Punk wedgies. I love, although I laughed out loud when you wrote that on our, our podcast yeah. board Second or whatever. Second time around, not so much. Not so falls flat oh. upon the, our <laughs> listeners' ears. Okay, goddammit, it's time to learn about a puck wedgie. I tried so hard and got so far. Was that like the classical version of <laughs> the classical version of uh, Lincoln Park? Okay. <laughs> we have, I know, man. Like I said, new metal. It's like a fart in Junko jeans. A puck wedgie <laughs> is a two to three foot tall 61 to 91 centimeters if we want to you know, getting all metric, metric on your system. puck wedgie ass. Well, you know, we we know that there's only two ways to measure things these days. It's either by how quickly they melt Frankenstein's bolts mm-hmm. or meters. Meters. <laughs> I also go with cock's lengths. That's how I measure snow. 
<laughs> we got one and a half cocks lengths of snow last night. Right. That that just be, shove your be. dick right into a pile of snow, and you're like, all that, right. Yep, that's two inches. <laughs> okay. I had to measure twice, okay? Right, right, right. Okay. A Pukwudgie is a two to three foot tall being from the Wampanoag folklore. Now, Wampanoag... Careful, Larry. That's not like... Uh, I don't know. When you hear Wampanoag, I mean, obviously, that's a Native American Sounds like tribe. something I would have listened in the late 90s. Mm, sounds like a creature from Star Wars. Sounds like they open up for Limp Biscuit. It's you know what <laughs> Wampanoag to me oh. sounds like uh, like a weird Australian like kids folk band. <laughs> Good day, Cheerio. We're the Wampanoags, and today we're going to learn about uh, rainbows because that's what we do. We're the Wampanoags. All right, <laughs> we like dingoes. <laughs> All right, Puckwudgie's features resemble those of a human, but with enlarged noses, fingers, and ears. So not only are the ears big, the noses are too. And a lot of the pictures I saw, the nose was just giant mangus. I'm like a I, I kinda, <laughs> There you go. I think we found our Puckwudgie voice. Now coming to the table, it's it's young Wampanoag boy, Puckwudgie Pete. I'm Pete. Puckwudgie I have called this meeting. I've called this meeting to order. Okay. Now, Pete, <laughs> I can already tell that you're quite emo. Well, um, you had ears like this, and you heard all the things people said about you. You'd be sad too. That must suck, though. <laughs> Especially when, like, you, there's no way you can talk shit about each other. So you just kind of have to, like, <laughs> not say it. <laughs> Because it's so hard for me not to just scream fuck every now and again. <laughs> That's my favorite word. Exactly. It's many uses. It's a verb. It's a noun. It's a pronoun. They've got these big features. Adjective. Their skin is described as being smooth gray and at times has been known to glow. In Native American lore, miss. puckwudgies have the following traits. They can appear and disappear at will. They can transform into a walking porcupine. That doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> it looks like a porcupine from the pack and the fr- it, from the back and the front is half troll, half human and walks upright. <laughs> they can attack people and lure them to their deaths. They're able to use magic, they have poison arrows, they can create fire at will. Puckwudgies control Taipei Wonkas, which are believed to be the souls of Native Americans they have killed. So they're they're obviously a little malevolent. I mean, like I said before, they don't look necessarily like anything other than like a weird, ugly troll from like Labyrinth. Right. To me, that's all I'm picturing is like, yeah, like that. Or you remember in Return of the Jedi, that creature that sits on Jabba's back and just goes <laughs> like, that's kind of what I picture is just, is just this. But yet it's got like a little like pair of moccasins on yeah. and it's running around with a little loincloth because it's. Native American or something. Puck wedge anyway. tank form of porcupine. <laughs> do you think that's what they have to say before they do that? Yeah, like the Wonder Twins. <laughs> nice. Oh, Larry. Okay, so I, I want to say one of the sites that I went to is trippingonlegends.wordpress.com, which um, <laughs> you and your websites. 
So, we'll get into are you going to have little... your wife clear your search history upon death? I I haven't, but when you type in the like the word puck, and the first thing that comes up is puck wedgie. Yeah, I don't know. As soon as I hit that p penis, is the first thing that pops up on my Google search. <laughs> it's not like if I to type in is, puck, it would autocorrect. It's like you put in the word letter p, and it's just like penis. Penis is good. Penis is how long is average? Penis, like, it's got all those suggestions underneath. Yeah. Penis diseases. Penis diseases. <laughs> is it okay if my penis is orange? Is it okay if my penis is Only red? if you're Donald Trump. I, <laughs> <laughs> you think he you think he tans his wiener? I think he does. And I think he has that wispy little hairdo above the on that pubic patch there. Do you think he puts little googly eyes on the tip of his head before he shows it to his wife and he talks to her like he does on those with his penis like, "Hello there." <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, "Larry, can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do a decent Trump voice?" Yeah. yeah. My penis is huge, people. My penis is the greatest penis you've ever seen <laughs> this boy that's bad that's i've got horrible. people that can tell you my penis is big it's so big i don't have to do a right. donald trump impression i just have to do a donald trump penis impression which can be whatever i want it to be right i'm just picturing him being like it's huge it's, it's huge a, this is the biggest penis it's it's fantastic it'll tell I'm you gonna exactly make what the you mexican need to know. people big build me a bigger penis i'm gonna make a wall <laughs> with my penis okay a little bit of the history. In the southeastern corner of Massachusetts lies Bristol County, an area known locally as the most haunted place in New England. The energy that sleeps there has been rumored to cause haunted schools, ghostly armies, mm. and unexplained suicides and murders. There's also quite a few Satanists. Sweet. But that doesn't really necessarily mean anything other than Hell yeah! Let's listen to some goddamn Aiden, bros. Uh, forested areas of Whoa. the county. Uh, shots fired. Sorry, just saying. Hey, I'm saying Maiden rules. Forested areas of the county have long been known to contain a litany of unexplained animals, from Bigfoot and Thunderbirds to large snakes and odd bear-like monsters. For the past 40 years, cults have flocked there, and their activities, often criminal, have filled the blotters of local law enforcement. Of all the unknown horrors that live in Bristol County, the most feared is not an animal or a ghost or the members of satanic cults that walk the forest, but a demon only two feet high. And if history, if the history of the area represents the history of our American society, these puckwudgies are the gatekeepers of our darker side. So, again, I the the thing that I saw the most was that these guys. It feels like. And and we'll play the clip in between mm -hmm. before we take a break here, but it feels like they're little tricksters. Like, I keep thinking of, like, a cross between Chucky and the Native American guy in they all flow... <laughs> what? Who flew over, or, you know, like... Yep. Or, yeah. Chucky, a trickster. Well, he's kind of a trickster. I mean, yeah, okay, it's he was a serial bro, killer, but he's a prank, bro. Chucky! He's definitely not a trickster. Well, He's a okay. If if okay, if, okay, then we'll make this a bigger <laughs> a bigger shake. We'll throw in the Joker. Uh, we'll throw in a troll, and then we'll throw in like the body of Courtney a Love. <laughs> hey, I just you know what I just saw her in was in Man in the Moon, and she did a really good job in that. 
She actually did. She was awesome Sorry, Josh. in that movie. The Puck Quidgies have haunted... I never say anything. What? I never say anything about her career. I just think she's a hag. Okay, Josh. Leave my girlfriend out of this. <laughs> <laughs> the Puck Quidgies have haunted the forests of Massachusetts since before the first European settlers even thought about setting out for a new land. For centuries, they tormented the local Native Americans and crept their way into their creation myths and oral history. They could easily be passed off as legend, and in fact, their physical description is much like mythological creatures from other cultures and other times. The difference is these demons jumped from the page and evolved as the people around them changed, changing from reluctant helpers to evil tormentors. Because I think at one point, hmm. I think the thing is, this is all this all comes from a grudge, because there was a faction of the Wampanoags that they were cool with, and then something went down and they were like, oh. Hi, we are the cool Wampanoags. We are the Wampanoag. We are the Wampanoag cool. We are the cool crowd of Wampanoags. <laughs> We're the hipster Wampanoag. We smoke under tree during we lunch smoke- period. We smoke the greeny meanie under right. the tree. Right. Like- and we skate. Every high school had a smoker's tree, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Every- yeah. You had a place where you would go outside and sip vodka. We like smoke wampum. <laughs> So, tree sap. That's right. The sticky icky. The, <laughs> the purple nurple. <laughs> Most cultures' mythology has some reference to small monsters that have a strained relationship with humans. In many ways, it makes sense. While large monsters have their place in our fears, diminutive creatures find their way into the shadows of our rooms and under our beds. Their names and nature change. But there are always common threads that link them together. Some are called monsters and roam the land looking for human food and kidnapping anyone they can find. Others are called demons, foul spirits that feed of the negative and expose the sins of man. When referring to one, its classification gets blurred and those two words become interchangeable, perhaps showing us how closely associated these monsters are with evil. Supposedly, veterans returning home after World War II talked of gremlins tearing apart their planes or getting into jeep engines and causing havoc. The Hindus speak of the Rakshas, or the Night Wanderer, who eats human skin and jumps into the dead to possess them. Africans tell stories about the Eloko, who lure people with beautiful music only to devour them after they have bewitched with an ever-expanding jaw. This reminds me of the Hanukkah-san, uh, Bloody Mary. By Adam Sandler? No, Hanukkah-san. Not the Hanukkah song. <laughs> Hanukkah-san. The, the, remember the toilet? The they go like in the to toilet. The bloody hand the that comes out of the toilet. Yeah. There you go. Or the white Mickey Mouse glove, as I like to call it in my head. Although these are passed off as works of fiction and imagination, trolls and dwarfs have existed in people's fears for centuries. Um, the Hildefuck, which is what the, uh, the Icelandics like. <laughs> they're my next the, no, door. The Hild- they're, they're my next door. Uh, 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 the Dutch couple next door. I knew I'd get that out eventually. Really? Yeah, the Hilden Fox. <laughs> Poor tippers. Right on. Yeah, they, I, yeah, they, you know, you got go to Ross's and step. Live like 81 cents as a tip. Whatever you do, don't step on their wooden shoes. Um, so yeah, the, I was saying the Hilda folk are the, the little people that live in Iceland. And to this day, they still, most people do believe in that. And I, for, period lived in Iceland and I remember talking to them about that and we will go into more detail about them at a later date. 
Perhaps the most famous of the small nightmares are seen by the Irish. Fairies patrol the roads in Ireland, causing problems for any traveler who strays from the path. They live in the hills or mounds and dance around fires. So, you know, the Irish, obviously, they've got leprechauns and fairies and all that. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of um, lore that feeds into what the Pukwudgie exactly could be in other in other places in the world. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, a lot of it has to do again with probably people just needing something to be to blame, like famine, death, disease, it, you know, instability and in, like their world around them. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, we're to, again, we're going back to the 1600s here and, you know, when settlers, met Indians and then we decided to take their land from them. Uh, I'm sure Puckwudgies came around quite a bit more during that time and some of that was probably stuff that they did or used to blame on the horrible atrocities that befell them. Um, And when you're getting you know, when when you get blankets and then before you know it, we're giving them diseases and they're tripping balls because their fever is 107 and they're just sitting in their tent like seeing little brown people running around. I mean, it's sad and that's a dark turn for me to take, but it's just, uh, that's part of where my mind goes when I think about these things and like kind of what they they pertain to. Um, so let's, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and let's watch a little video. This will be a clip of a man or a woman. I I guess it doesn't really matter, but a clip of people in the past or present who have had sightings of these elusive Pukwudgies. Search for the Pukwudgies. We searched high and low. Every single inch of the lands were examined. Then we came across our first clue. Hukwudgie Trust, 0561. What could this mean? What's that? She cries. We notice a mysterious old shack. Could this lead us to any clues? We decide to investigate it. Once inside, we find a hidden staircase, not revealed from the outside. Upstairs reveals a series of mechanical traps, most likely used to catch the Pugwudgies. But then, a massive bang is heard. We rush to the window to get our first glimpse of the Pugwudgie. We rush outside to find it, but it's nowhere in sight. The investigation continues. We make the arrangements for our new mode of transport. We discover a mysterious door as we approach the breeding ground. Inside was a secret box. And in that secret box was a single boot, surrounded by millions of unidentifiable insects. We close the lid. Confused about the whereabouts of the Pukwudgies, Paula notices a vital clue. Two parcels left in the middle of nowhere to the Pukwudgie Trust, a delivery for Pukwudgie food. The 0561 begins to make sense. 
Is this organization trying to breed more and more Pukwudgies? We hear a rustling in the bushes. A Pukwudgie dashes past and we chase after it. There is no sign of the Pukwudgie or Paula. I venture further into the forests. I come across a large wall. There is a small gap. I peer through to reveal a shocking revelation. A tragedy. It seems as though the Pukwudgie has attacked Paula. There's only one way to get to her. I hear a roar. I see the Pukwudgie. I go in alone. Will I get to Paula in time? Until next time. Welcome back. You're back on Punk Wedgie Radio. That was the dead Kennedys. <laughs> now they're 13 in a row. Caller number seven wins free tickets to the Punk Wedgie Rock and Roll Express Festival this weekend. Caller number seven. Good luck. How you doing today? I'm really good. I'm feeling kind of congested this time of year. You know, it really gets, it really gets to me. Um, also, this there was this there was this chubby boy who ran up and he grabbed my ear and threw me on the ground. When are we gonna go stop being oppressed? Puckwudgie's lives matter. They do, and that's why I recommend to you go full porcupine on his ass. Oh hell yeah! Now we kick it to our next song by Black Flag. Thanks for letting me call. I have no friends. I live in the woods. And my loincloth is fully erect right now. I'm pitching a real tent, uh, if you know what I mean. All right, we're back. Um, so, can blame that on me. That was my bad idea. No, I, I enjoyed that. Actually, I, I was starting to get a bloody nose, and now I just sucked all the blood back down. Mm, that was good. Tastes like a penny. Tastes like pen. Mm. Yep, copper all up in this. <laughs> all right, Josh. It is time for your pop culture time. It's time for the Pop Culture Minute with Josh! Sonic Boom! Uh, I only got one thing, and this is it's a debatable uh, reference at that. <laughs> so, I think we can all recall that there was a time where I may or may not have mentioned that I like Harry Potter. Like every show. Which is so, I like it too. Anyways, though. it's okay. It's a great movie. Uh, uh movies. It's a it's a it's 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 a pretty decent book series. I'd that say. I'm uh, I'm illiterate. So. is not in the main seven books, the main canon that we all know and have read a thousand times. Because Lord, I couldn't even make the seven books. Jesus Christ! It's okay, William. Your time is coming. <laughs> uh Anybody who's a a fan of Harry Potter knows that there's a website called Pottermore that you can go to in which uh, J.K. Rowling has added more uh, lore and uh, some short stories and whatnot to expand on the Harry Potter universe. And according to the Harry Potter wiki, there is a Pukwudgie going by the name of William who is famous He's famous for its, his role in the founding of the, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, Ivermorny School of Witchcraft and Witch- Wizardry. That was just me sneezing. Um, I was just sneezing. <laughs> Ivermorny! <laughs> what does a Pukwudgie yeah. sound like when he sneezes? Because I gotta imagine it's like take a, <laughs> I gotta imagine when he launches a booger, it's like a wet towel hitting a cement concrete floor. 
Well, you got to remember, he's got a huge nose. So, I mean, that rocket's going to come. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds like, like a he's foghorn when he blows you gotta his nose. You got to imagine if he's, out, <laughs> if he's out in the woods <laughs> having a night out where he's just like, it's, it's just me and you, big old jug of whiskey. And then, and then the next morning he wakes up after an omelet, like a ham and cheese omelet of like human flesh and deer. He just lets out the most gargantuan death fart and probably sneezes at the same time. I got to imagine these things are loud when they're not actually out there like taunting people. <laughs> what the fuck? They could be in a that? death metal band. <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer of Cannibal Corpse is a puckwudgie. Porcupine yep. Corpse. Dude, I'm telling you right now, now that you say that. That makes perfect sense. There's probably some puckwudgies masquerading as lead singers of death metal bands. Native Americans love death metal, too. Have, have you ever seen Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth? He's tiny. He's probably a puckwudgie. Exactly. And so is Maynard from fucking Tool. He's a pretty short little dude. I said, are you ready to rock? <laughs> I can't hear you. Man, I, I don't know, guys. Tool's sounding a little weird tonight. Like, Maynard's just kind of, like, prancing around, and also there's, like, spikes coming out of his back. That's so metal, though. <laughs> I know, right? So you're like, hell yeah, bro! He's kind of scary up close. He's got a big nose. <laughs> he was actually just calling for a guitar, but you just misunderstood him, and the, the name stuck. Like a porcupine quill. It's stuck. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's our Harry Potter minute with Josh, the Harry <laughs> Potter geek. We let him on the show so we can talk about Harry Potter every week. He even has he has Harry, Harry Potter. <laughs> See, he even, do you think Puckwudgies like Harry Potter? Of course we like Harry Potter. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Oh. Jerry the Puckwudgie, you sound a little congested. And I'm going to suggest you take a Mucinex before you come on a podcast. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, it's so bad. It sounded so wet. <laughs> it did. Alright, and not in a good way. Okay, guys. I'm going to debut a new segment today. Ugly. That I hope we can keep going with, but oh, I Lord. mentioned it, it during the Ada Witch when I pulled up ParanormalEncounters.com. Oh, is this the Yelp for monsters? Yes. This is our this is our Yelp for monsters. So these are some people who have seen a puckwudgie and posted about it. <laughs> I give it a seven. What spook again? <laughs> I think you said that last time, but it's good. Keep it. It's a good bit. All right. Tia Chandler says when we lived in East Bridgewater MA, which by the way, the, there's a very real thing called the Bridgewater Triangle. That a lot of different like haunts go on in, and uh, really? well, I mean, this all pertains to Massachusetts, but they, that's another later episode. For two years, my youngest daughter had many, many experiences with the Puckwudgie, who would come to her from behind her bed at night. The name she had for him Ooh, slash her on. Yeah, was a two-year-old dude, Chaparuni. I'm Chaparuni. I'm here to give you a ride. Did you call Ober? <laughs> <laughs> don't you think don't that, make me sneeze. I don't want to. Fr 
I don't want to frighten you, little girl, but when I sneeze, ungodly things happen. <laughs> okay, put down the pepper and take two steps back. <laughs> so, Chaparuni uh, sounds like the name of a girl sounds, in Greece, I Sounds guess. like a That's, Chef Boyardee know. recipe. <laughs> yeah. It's like a hobo pie <laughs> with, like, Chef Boyardee and, like, It's a chaparuni filled with sausage. <laughs> right. She first started telling us when she was two and a half years old in great length and detail. She has kept her story the same for two years now. She's like, shit, I'm stuck with this now. <laughs> I know. Right? You see, she's posting here because she's like reaching out for help. She's like, fuck. <laughs> My kid's talking about chaperoni this, chaperoni that. She's, you know, going on something about Uber and a little Chef taxi Boyardee. driving service. Yeah. Right. Does anyone else have kids? No, I have, don't want your noodles. <laughs> who have experienced this at home? I'm very curious about this all, and we all do believe that she has had these encounters. I'm just—it's just crazy, and I'm curious because my daughter is a crystal child. Mm. Is very physically attuned as well. She is, crystal mess uh, child. She is telepathic. <laughs> to what degree, I am not sure. If your children have had some experience, I'd like to chat and compare. "Quote unquote she, notes." She, dot dot dot. She was. She is telepathic. She was conceived when we rubbed two crystals together while listening to Enya. She's a crystal child. Who can say when it will go? Sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away. Fuck what you remix. It's like. It's like one of those CDs you can buy at the gas stations. It's like Puck Wedgie Rock. It's Puck Wedgie it's just got a cover songs. It's just got a like a Photoshop. I would love to see. I always love you. I'm sorry, I'm just assuming that the Pukwudgie has gas again. He's doing Metallica covers, I love it. Bad. It was like jazz almost. Come on, boys. We we could do Puckwudgie impressions. We could start. A oh yeah, we're being wudgie, serious now. Puckwudgie impression podcast. The PIP. <laughs> All right, Nicole Calabrese. When I was four, we moved to a new home on Long Island. Standing outside with my mother and neighbor, I saw a small creature, grayish in color, with long fingers, pointy ears, about one foot tall. She came from behind the tree and walked up to where we were all standing and climbed up in, in this brick wall we had around the garden. I pointed and screamed and screamed. He just stood two feet from me at eye level and just stared at me. My mother and... Shut up, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it was exactly what I was trying to check your mom out. 
I'm looking at your mom and grandma, and I'm picturing a sandwich happening right now, and I got a little brat screaming at me. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was mom and neighbor, but whatever. Dude, soccer moms, I'd be a happy puck wedgie. They go for the puck wedgies. They do, because they're all about mischief. Uh, my mother and neighbor could not understand what I was screaming at. I was hysterical, and they could... They could not see it for the next 10 years living in that house. When I wake up, I would find tiny three-toed footprints in the carpet like someone just walked in the carpet. Toys would constantly be going off like the Fisher-Price stuff on their own, even without batteries. Items would go missing or move The cow says... It's possessed. Ah, you know the three the three toed thing was probably a, a a loose retarded chicken. Um, as far as such <laughs> <laughs> is that the puck wedgie in the closet who's trying to pretend like he's a chicken. <laughs> what was that chicken? You're doing something bad in that little girl's closet. I know it. Get out of there. Get out of here. All right. Get out of here, little vermin. All right. Items would go missing. Be moved around. That was foul. I've never, ever told anyone about my encounter with fear that they would say I was crazy. I know what I saw, and Mm -hmm. it was a puckwudgie! Exclamation point for dramatic emphasis. All right. I got two more. You guys, you guys want to strap in and yeah. hear them, or are we done? No, these, this is okay. good. I told you that. Oh, Larry, well, I'm gonna have to add out that s- that Donald Trump worthy <laughs> sniff there, dude. That I can taste your throat. <laughs> that gave me I was heart like burn. in your head for a moment. I won't be able to sleep. All right. You're not going to be able to no, sleep. I'm going to have to have a pillow underneath. I'm going to have to have a bunch of pillows underneath <laughs> me so I don't get heartburn after listening to that burp. <laughs> right. See, but that's the problem. If you sleep, if you go to sleep after now, after we've influenced these yeah. puckwudgies to come out of the dark corners, you're going to go to bed. You're going to lay down. You're going to shut your eyes because you're a little booze in your system, and you're probably going to fall asleep pretty quick. But before you know it, some little guy's going to pop up, and he's going to be like, Burp. You're a court liar. Right after he sticks his arm in your asshole. Lay me down to sleep. Lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I'm wearing the wedgie for probably a little sec. I'm just saying he's going to check your asshole with his finger and he's going to say you're a court liar. Go on. (laughs) All right. Casey Allen Barrett Codillo. That's a name. It was about... April of 2015. Don't remember the day, but never forgotten that never night. Never forget. 3.45 a.m. I was in Gray, Count, Gray Court, South Carolina, and I can still hear words in the pitch black woods. His 9-11 whisper, right hey, here. This is... Okay, hey, Larry, yeah. I'm going to need you... Uh, oh, actually, I'll do it. Hey, you come over here. Over here. Come here for a second. <laughs> My eyes opened while I turned around. Got goosebumps. I see a tiny orange dot waving around in midair. The soft voice whispered, Yeah, you. This way. I froze. Oh, wait, he didn't. He didn't I say froze. That. He froze. I mean, you froze. <laughs> I'm orange. My I am Donald Trump. Wedgie. 
I'm building a wall to keep the beavers out. I'm huge. I'm going to make the beavers pay for this wall. I'm going to make them build it, too, since they're pretty, you know, good with wood carpentry and all that jazz. <laughs> um, but I've heard my grandpa tell me stories about a monster that lives Your in the woods that speaks to you. <laughs> There's monsters in the woods. There's a bunch of them. You know what? They're taking my job, and they're taking yours, too. <laughs> They took my cans out of my recycle bin, too. If you go to it, you'll never be seen again. I thought it was a story to make me go to bed, but just like that, no. I'm 27 years old. Live at my mom's basement. I will not go in the woods by myself. I used to all the time, but no more. I was to look up about this bedtime story and geez what I found holy cow I found out that the bedtime story is called a Pakwaji. it lives behind a trailer park on Fairview well, there Road you go. south side of Gary Court <laughs> there's the problem it's a trailer park hey I grew up in one so he's so I totally okay, understand Larry, actually what what does a redneck Pakwaji sound like y'all get off my property now you hear so it's a melon head no. puck This is a puck Are you a racist, oh Josh? Thank you, sir. You made my day. Yeah. Okay. I just want to know what a melon head puck sounds like. Oh, um, oh, God. I think my I just my eyeballs just sunk into my <laughs> nasal cavity. That hurt. You, oh. you pulled like a total recall as soon as you said that. Like at the end when they're like getting their yeah. faces sucked like, out. Like their eyes are shooting I'm, out. Gone. Next time you're having a, <laughs> Next time you're having a bloody nose, Ryan, just try to do that and you'll be set. <laughs> Alright. Last one. I'm from Kentucky and I seem to have read that sometimes they are not mean. That they will play tricks rather than taking your things. Or they take your things. Wrong. <laughs> That's what I think of with a trick. I had one that I used Throw to see frequently in, in my air home. And wave them around like you just don't care. <laughs> you got scratched for your efforts. Guys, <laughs> by the way, the name of this person... Yes. Might be the coolest name I've ever heard in my entire life. First name, Jin, like mm-hmm. the drink. Last name, McCool. Jin McCool. That is an awesome name. Come on, that's a noir detective if I've... Gosh, yeah, sure. Like, Jin McCool. Jin McCool, sure. I might actually... St- I might actually start. I might actually start a book series that I write about Jin McCool and his noir esque adventures. This guy Jin, Jin McCool, McCool said he used to frequently see a puckwaji in his home. He seen him out of the corner of his eye. He did, and then one day he noticed that he seen him and he made eye contact with him and he nodded and then disappeared. And I haven't seen him again. But I will find misplaced objects in places I couldn't have put them. Weird things frequently happen. It's like it accepted me. Anyone ever heard of these puckwudgies? And that's the most recent one. That that was posted June 19th, 2016 at 1.42 p.m. Ooh. after Jin McCool got out of preschool. Let's round this out, boys. With a verdict. <laughs> are puckwudgies real? I mean, it sounds like a lot of people think they are. I'm going to go with the solid no. 
Right I vote. Eh, eh. Nah. <laughs> I think it's my cat is going around and terrorizing people because he's an asshole. Why would he do that? He just told you he's a cat and he's an asshole. Because he's looking for treats. Do. That's true. You press, you press okay. that little special well, p- spot on their back and they're like, butthole, butthole, butthole. <laughs> Look at it. Red Look rocket. Red it. rocket. Look at the starfish. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> Obviously, oh, puck wedgies no. aren't no. real. Maybe they're just a figment of people's imagination, quite like fairies and they're dwarves. They're still real but- to me, damn it. <laughs> That's right. Well, if you want to contact us about a future Ryan's Cryptic Corner or a future episode or whatever you it is. You must be bored. Or you just want... You must be bored. <laughs> but if you were that bored, you would hit us up on our Definitely Gmail should. at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com, on Twitter at conspiracy t show, or search conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy therapy on Facebook. Like our page, send us a message. That's how you contact Josh. Indeed. Also, if you want to find me, check me out, Ryan.herrick on Twitter. Go, boys. And if you are into wrestling and whatnot, uh, Larry and I both have a podcast with my wife, and it's called Potty Slam. P-O-D-Y-S-L-A-M. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Deep, Potty just sl- downloaded the second episode today. Yes, you did. All right. Sweet. You can catch me on the EFIS, EFISpodcast.com, a baseball history podcast. And if you want to uh, just kind of pay attention to all the podcasts we do check out beer city media at twitter yeah and on facebook yes. too right beer city, beer, beer city okay. media yeah you'll hear the thing at the end of the show sweet 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 okay guys well we're gonna go to bed and uh i'm gonna nurse this cold goodbye yeah, get better and you guys starting to sound like a puck wedgie. you guys hang in there i know <laughs> whenever my cold goes from like light Distraction to Puckwudgie. I know I need to do go not to bed. go full so, blown yeah. um, melon head. That's bad. That's when, That's it's, when the it's the worst. worst. Exactly. You'll be hospitalized <laughs> yeah, for ow, that. Ow. If you're walking and your head's going from side to side, you got a problem. You do. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. Until then. Kiss your little short friends because they they need it. When I was young, it made me jump when things went up in the middle of the night. But as I got older, I started getting bolder. Now I'm feeling really proud of myself. The windows banged and the telephone rang, and in the middle of the night, a little nightingale sang. But it's not so lonely when you know it's only a funny little fellow with a frown. That's what a puckwudgie fart sounds like. He's trying to do it while he walks. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Damn it. (laughs) This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.